today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. And it looks like the federal government is now considering turning the page on pandemic-era restrictions uh, by ending the COVID-19 vaccination mandate at the border and possibly scrapping random testing requirements, too, among other things. Uh, joining us to talk about the implications of that is uh, the mayor of the city of Niagara Falls, uh, Jim Diodati. Mr. Mayor, good to have you back on the program. I hope you're doing well these days. Yeah, good morning, Bill. It's good to be here. Jim, you've been lobbying about this for about two years now to to try to relax the, the, the parameters that the government has set up here for the last little while. Uh, are you hopeful now that, that maybe, maybe you're finally going to get what you've been asking for and what so many other mayors have been asking for? Yeah, you know, finally, we are hopeful. And even when you see places like New Zealand, who are among the strictest of COVID restrictions, when you see them dropping their border requirements, you know, we're probably in good company. And yeah, it's been a long haul, especially a border community that relies on tourism, specifically, typically, you know, 50% of our revenue comes from the U.S., from our international visitation. It really matters to us that we do the right things. Of course, we were supportive in the beginning because Arrive Can made sense. The idea was to keep the, the virus out of the country. Well, we know now for quite a long time now, 99% of the spread is within the community. It's not coming across the borders. So we've always said, follow the science. And one of the scientists I like to follow is Dr. Zane Chagla from McMaster in St. Joe's yep. in Hamilton. And uh, I love following him on Twitter. It, Twitter. It's a real common sense approach to what we're dealing with right now. So yes, we're hopeful. We believe the end of the month of September, we're going to be done with these unnecessary border restrictions for getting into the country. I, I you know, when we talk about tourism in Niagara Falls, especially, uh, you think about, okay, people that are actually going to go there for the, and, and see the incredible sights there uh, in that fabulous city. But there's a lot of cross-border stuff that just comes from Niagara Falls, New York, or Buffalo uh, around there, too. I mean, as you and I have talked about, yeah, there's a border there, but there kind of isn't a border there either because people just naturally go back and forth uh, for lunch, for dinner, for whatever the case might be. Uh, how's that been impacted? Well, and you're exactly right. You know, a lot of people, and especially in the U.S., don't realize there are two cities of Niagara Falls. Even when I've been traveling in the U.S., people have said to me, I thought you were Canadian. And I'd say, I am Canadian. Well, how can you be the mayor of Niagara Falls? Uh, oftentimes, they don't realize there are two cities of Niagara Falls. And the way we see it here, it's one big city divided by a border. And you're right. It For us, it's no different than going across town to pop over the river and pick something up or visit some relatives or go out for dinner. And my parents are a great example. You know, my dad's 80. And every Thursday, him and my mom, they would go over the river. That's what we call it on the border. Go over yeah. the river. They'd go shopping. They'd go out for dinner. And that was their night out to break the week up. Well, they haven't done it in three years. I can tell you they miss it. A lot of people have missed uh, important events, funerals, weddings, and whatnot. And a lot of us have family on both sides of the border, friends on both sides of the border. So it's been very disruptive to families. And I'll tell you too, Bill, I've received, I've been inundated with calls, specifically more so from seniors. And I know a lot of seniors have got, you know, the technology nailed down. But if you look at percentages, more seniors don't than than youth. And unfortunately, a lot of them have not been able to go because they don't have smartphones. They've had no way to use modern technology to cross. And a lot of them feel discriminated against. So I think it's, it's high time and we're really grateful and uh, fingers crossed that end of the month, uh, this is going to be it for us. How is the business community hanging in? It's been a rough ride for them for the last little while. Well, that's a great question. Now, domestic tourism is back and it's, 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 it's better than pre-COVID numbers. So that's been great. Uh, there's been the staycation tax credit that the province initiated. 
that's been more incentive for Canadians to come and to visit and to spend. And that's been fantastic. But as I said earlier, 50% of our revenue comes from the U.S. And, and that's down 50%. So any business, if you told them your net revenue was going to be down 25%, it would have a major impact. So we still have a lot of recovery to go. And, and our bigger concern now, Bill, is the residual negative impact. Because even last night, I hosted a dozen mayors from northeastern Ohio that were in town for visitation and and we exchanged a lot of ideas and and these guys were talking about the the struggle and and the difficulties crossing the border and the problem is when someone has a negative experience as they say when they have a good experience they tell one person when they have a negative experience they tell 10 people and our concern is a lot of Americans have decided to bypass Canada and to go elsewhere with their leisure dollars. And our concern is we don't want them to form new habits and continue that going forward. So we're hope, hoping we can bring them back. And we know that, a, that Americans love Canada. They love Canadians. And we're hoping we can get them to come back despite some of the negative experiences felt along the borders. How, what's the strategy then, uh, Mr. Mayor, to, to actually make that happen? I mean, I would hope that there's going to be some cooperation from uh, the, the provincial government especially, but even the federal government, I think, should be stepping up here right now. They didn't cause this problem, but they can be part of the solution. Yeah, exactly, because they didn't cause the problem. I mean, along the border, the I think extended arrive can, that well, was a self-inflicted wound on all of us. And I'm hoping through the federal tourism arm through the CTC, the Canadian Tourism Corporation, they can, or commission rather, they can help remarket to Americans and international, let them know our borders are open, we have changed things, and hopefully they can help us market to the international crowds. That would be, a, a I think, a great first step. Well, I know they've done that in the past, and well, I think a lot of us have been around for a while. I remember the New York State campaign, I Love New York, which really took off and, and was very, very helpful to tourism there, too. But you're going to need something that large, though, aren't you, to try to get people's attention back and say, yeah, this I used to go there, maybe I should go there again. And that's exactly what it is. And you're right, that was a brilliant campaign. Uh, you know, Virginia is for lovers. You know, there's been some notable yeah. campaigns that were so successful. And that's what we need. We need to put our creative heads together, create a real big campaign that Canada is once again open for business. Uh, and, you know, I had some crazy ideas I shared with our federal and our provincial tourism ministers. And, and I said, you know, we can have a grand reopening, cut this massive ribbon, have the prime minister, the premier here, and let's cut this big ribbon and come up with some neat advertising campaign once we know that we're definitely moving forward on the border. I think that'd be a great strategy for next season. So we'll have the fall and the winter season, obviously, to keep our eye on things. And if everything goes good, I'm hoping they've got plan A and plan B. Hopefully plan A will be, let's have this massive reopening campaign for the country. And as you say, with a great marketing campaign, if we can get all levels of government working together and send a message out to the world, Canada is open for business. I know that when you and I talked back in the spring, you were very hopeful that it was going to be a productive summer for tourism. Uh, I don't know if you have the numbers uh, yet from uh, you know from my June, July, August, that time. But but just anecdotally, uh, was it a good season for the for the tourism? Well, you know what I'll say. It was significantly better than the two seasons before, where we were sure. essentially yeah. shut down. So in that way, much better. Domestic tourism, as I said, it was back to better than pre-COVID, which is fantastic. International, you know, as as when I was kids with my brothers and my sister, 
we oftentimes would play that game where you're tracking out of province license plates and yeah. you'd see, you know, New Mexico and California and Florida and places all over the, all over the place. Well, we didn't play that for a couple of years. I can tell you, my kids certainly didn't. And, and we're seeing it come back, but still we're down 50% for international visitation. And when I say international, number one, of course, is U.S., our biggest trading partner by far, but also uh, international from Europe and other places. So we're still down 50% from international. That's the big thing. And that's a direct result of what's happened with our Rive Can at the borders. And that's why we're hopeful that by the 30th of September, that is over and it's behind us and we can start to forge forward because you're right. Tourism has been affected in a negative way. 40,000 people count on tourism here in Niagara to feed their families and pay their rent and pay their mortgage. So they really need our governments to do the right thing to help them so that they can have their lives back. I guess part of that process is going to have to be, as you mentioned, uh, to convince people that it's it's okay to go back out there. Because I know that you know this is it's going to be a challenge for Niagara Falls. I mean, I just read a story the other day that Broadway down in New York City is is going through the same process right now. Uh, you know, people are thinking, is it safe? Gee, you know, they're talking about another bump in in the number of Omicron cases, et cetera. So this is a confidence level that I guess has to be reestablished here, isn't there? There is. And, and I can tell you, the public's way ahead of the government. <laughs> and the government's got to catch up with... with it, that always happens, perception. doesn't it? It always does, right? The government says, tell us where you're going and we will lead you there. And and it's kind of funny because I've been to Blue Jay Games. I've been to TIFF with my, my daughter. Uh, you know, I had to fly out west. I've taken the train to Ottawa. I mean, I've done an awful lot of things. And, and public is in a very different place than where government is. So it, it's time, I think, they catch up. I mean, people f- feel they did the right thing. Those that wanted to get vaccinated certainly did do that. And I think the takeaway, the residual benefit of these crazy times is, number one, if you're sick, stay home. It used to be a badge of honor that you still went into work when you were sick. Well, if you're sick, stay home. Uh, if you're sick, well, you can wear a mask. That's fine. Or if you're immunocompromised, wear a mask. I mean, by all means, I mean, I had cancer four years ago and there was a time that I definitely wanted to stay away from germs, but I'm at the point I want to live life now. You know, some people live as if they're never going to die and and they never have a chance to live. And and I'm ready to live life the way it used to be, enjoy things, smell the roses. And, uh, and I'm hoping that uh, that's the direction that we're going in. What about how, a couple of months into the future right now? I mean, is it, is it full throttle ahead right now? It's, it, I, I know that summer is always the busy tourism season, but uh, tourism in Niagara Falls is, is 12 months of the year. I mean, you've got the fall, you've got the big New Year's Eve uh, celebration that you've been famous for for years and years right now. Is it, I don't want to say business as usual, but are, you, are, are all those things coming back? Yeah, and you know, that's a, that's a great question because the shoulder season has become very, very important. At one time, a long time ago, we used to joke after Labor Day, we rolled up the sidewalks and, and closed up the shop. Well, now the shoulder season, the fall season, that's the number one time uh, that'd be fall and spring for conferences. And our convention center is booming. We've got a lot of big conferences coming back. Now with conferences, they typically book several years out. It could be five years out. It could be more. So that business is back. And I can tell you right now, this week, We've got the Ontario Construction Association, 2,000 delegates in town all week. So the, the shoulder season is very, very important. And then the, the winter season, when we kick off our winter festival of lights, where we put up 3 million lights throughout the parks, and, and that's so popular, especially with the dusting of snow. As a matter of fact, these mayors that we're visiting last night were asking, when's the best time? When's the fall's the prettiest? 
And I said, you know, that's tough because, of course, in the summer, it's gorgeous and, and you've got the rainbows and the mist and everything else. In the fall, when the foliage goes red and yellow and, and orange and, and all these wonderful fiery colors, it is spectacular to see the gorge. And then in the winter, of course, the mist crystallizes and it's like a winter wonderland with a dusting of snow as you go through and watch the Festival of Lights and take in the Christmas season. And then again, spring is when it's blossom time, the cherry blossoms and there's colors exploding everywhere. So you're right. The summer has always been number one. 80% of the business comes there, but more and more, it's the shoulder season or the off season that we're seeing a lot more business coming into the country. Well, and you're actually the, the starting point for an awful lot of this, because if they go to Niagara Falls, uh, you know, they, they they will take the trip down the highway to Hamilton to the Botanical Gardens or or to Toronto to catch a show, et cetera. So, I mean, everybody benefits as soon as uh, we get people active again. Uh, and here's hoping that it's going to stay that way. And I, I know one of your greatest allies right now is my, my good friend David Adames of the Niagara Parks Commission, who does a <laughs> yes. great job. I mean, David is Mr. Promotion when it comes to bringing people into the area. So uh, here's hoping for better times. And uh, listen, Mr. Mayor, I want to thank you so much for the time today. Stay well. Uh, and uh, here's hoping that it's going to be a great fall and winter season for you. Fingers crossed, Bill. Thanks very much. Okay, that's uh, Niagara Falls Mayor Jim Diodati. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.